Hello, my friends. Welcome to another episode of Self to Society. My name is Dennis Gable. I have the great and wonderful pleasure of being your host. Um, you'll notice as I'm going through these episodes that I'm fidgety. I have this little stone that uh, I've just been fiddling with. Um, here's some, some vulnerability for you. One thing that I, I don't do a great job of always managing is the extent of my ADHD and how it really does fuck with my brain and and even how I'm able to capture thoughts and share them from time to time. So in some of these episodes, you'll see me being fidgety. It's because I'm trying to self-manage without taking drugs. So there you go. Today is episode two in the se- or part two in the series Time and Space. Last episode we talked about aloneness, which is a very interesting topic. And one of my dear friends, Luke, actually asked me to describe to him the differences between aloneness, loneliness, and solitude. So I tried. <laughs> and coincidentally, I get to try to do the same thing with you. I don't script these episodes. We, he asked me uh, if I outline or if I have a script or if I you know, have any other mechanisms to keep my brain in order, and I do not. I think about these topics often, which is why they make the list, but I do not prep, really. I don't have an outline. I don't have a, a list of topics that I'm particularly gonna discuss. Uh, I've learned that I have a really interesting brain in terms of its ability to seek out and say words in real time. There's some vulnerability for you. Let's have some fun. Today's, and at the end of the episode, I'm actually gonna do a 52 card pick me up card pull, cause that feels fun. So stick around for that. Loneliness. Well, let, let me clarify. Last week was aloneness. If you didn't catch the episode, you can grab it on YouTube or Spotify, which is probably where you're listening to this anyway. Um, if it's, this is a clip on Instagram, then go to YouTube or Spotify. Links will be wherever the links are supposed to be. My idea of aloneness is that it can be forced or chosen, that you should audit your social circle, that you should find a hobby that's good for you, uh, that you should find a tool to help your brain process getting to know yourself, which is the whole point of aloneness. And lastly, that you would not replace, like don't fill that time by taking care of something. A new puppy, a kitty, a bird, a lizard, whatever. Just be alone for, for a season. Today's episode is about loneliness, which is a much harder topic to, to talk about. Even though aloneness is sort of obscure and there's no real thing about it, alone, or loneliness is painful. And uh, loneliness happens in a few ways. If you're married, or not, if you've been married, if you've been in a committed relationship, that doesn't have to be marriage. If you've been in a committed relationship where you and your partner start to drift away from each other, the things that you loved together, you don't love so much together, the things that you would do together, you don't do so much together, the intimacy may not be there, the partnership in terms of how you're going about life, meaning life goals, pursuits, desires, they may, they may drift apart. In the midst of that drift, at the beginning of that drift becomes loneliness. If I have this deck of cards and, and I start to shift them apart, the further I shift them apart, the larger the gap between the cards becomes. And I do believe that that's true. Sorry for the awkward cut. I started to cough. So 
I took it out. As you, as you see these cards start to separate, or if you're listening, as the cards start to separate, the space in between them starts to grow. And that's true with humans in every sense of the, in every sense of the experience. And so if, if you're with a partner or have friends that you start to drift apart, you'll notice this gap between you. Space, as some people call it. I'm particularly going to call it space, hence time and space. And you can be surrounded by people in a committed relationship, all of the things, and still be lonely. You can be in a marriage and be lonely. You can be around your children and be lonely. You can be around friends and feel lonely. You can... Loneliness isn't about people. Loneliness is about how you feel accepted, embraced, wanted, loved, and valued by the people that are around you. So loneliness happens a lot when people start to drift and we're unwilling to admit that drift and then we just stay in the thing, the friendship, the relationship, etc. Your kids, don't leave your kids. Fucking just don't do that. So as we drift apart, loneliness is a natural progression of drifting apart. And it's very confusing at first because you're trying to rationalize all of these decision, <clears throat> decisions you made, pardon me, to be with or around other people. And now the with and aroundness doesn't feel like it used to. It doesn't maybe feel good anymore. It doesn't feel intimate. It doesn't feel connected. It doesn't feel passionate. It doesn't feel intentional. And as those feelings start to happen, you will inevitably feel alone because you don't feel like you're being seen. Loneliness stems mostly from an unwillingness for somebody else to see you in the current state, season, place that you happen to be. I'm going to give a caveat to the other side. When people around us start to shift, there's a lot of confusion. And, and in that confusion, we do typically a couple things. One, very few people address it, confront it right away. Hey, I feel like A, B, or C. I feel like you're shifting. I feel like you're distancing. I feel etc. We typically just let it go on for an unnecessarily long amount of time, hoping that it comes back together and is what it was supposed to be or what we thought it could be based on our own expectations. And so when that happens, there's a lot of confusion, especially if it's happening on both sides. If two people just are drifting apart, our, our inclination or our flinch is to try to hold it together. The problem with loneliness is that it is always filled with other things. I'm going to get very serious for a second. <laughs> uh, I try to be light and fun a lot of times. And sometimes I feel like on the podcast, I just fucking go dark. <laughs> that experience of loneliness, we almost always fill it with something else. So if you're in a committed relationship and you start to feel that, feel that loneliness, you feel that drift, the likelihood that you start to explore the attention of other people is almost 100%. If you're in friendships and those friends start to feel more distant, they don't feel as connected, the connection doesn't feel as, as intimate or close or vulnerable, the likelihood that you may talk shit about those friends or, or take these feelings of frustration to other people in your friend group or other friends in general is very high as well. You may also just start reaching out to other friends. Uh, loneliness 
trying to gather my words. This is the fun part of not creating an outline or, or planning in, in advance. A lot of times loneliness also causes people to try new things that sometimes are helpful and sometimes are not helpful. Uh, you can log on to Instagram right now and see a million people working out in the gym because that's their, their sense of belonging. You can log on to social media and see a bunch of people drinking because that's their connection, that's their belonging, that's the, that's the new emotional experience that they're filling in the midst of the loneliness. I listened to uh, Dr. Gabor Matei a couple weeks ago say, addiction is not a, uh, it's not hereditary, it's not a disease, but it is 100% our, our attempt to disassociate ourselves. Addiction comes in a lot of forms. Work, working out, sex, pornography, drinking, drugs, uh, pleasure, exploration, uh, people who just fall off the grid, a lot of times are experiencing loneliness. Sometimes it's aloneness. I'm not taking that away. And I don't want to subjugate the idea that everybody who does any of these things, it's because they're lonely. I'm just giving some examples that maybe you can relate to in your own personal life. People who fall off the grid and, and turn into outdoorsy people, sometimes it's, it's, a, a, it's loneliness that they're, they're disassociating from the other things in their life and they're choosing to go be alone. Loneliness is, it's sad because loneliness is the last thing that we're supposed to feel as humans. I deeply believe this statement that the last thing we are supposed to feel as humans is loneliness. We are built for connection and community. We're built for intimacy and passion. We're built to interlock our fingers and walk hand in hand with the people in our lives towards the common goals and missions that we have. Now, those common goals and missions can change. Two people who are in a relationship, friendship, intimate, partnership, whatever, I think it's okay that they, that they start to drift apart and they go their separate paths. But there has to be people alongside you on your path, which makes loneliness very sad and very challenging for all of us. Uh, and again, this is different than aloneness. I think aloneness has to be for a season. I think it should be intentional whether it was forced or whether it was chosen. And I think the benefits of that are massive when it comes to self-knowing. But I believe that loneliness should lead itself into either aloneness or solitude, which I'll get into the difference between aloneness and solitude next week. But I, I do believe that in order to, in a healthy way, process loneliness as we experience it, we should seek either aloneness or solitude. Uh, we should certainly seek therapy. If you're in a, in a season or in an experience of loneliness, please seek help, guidance, partnership in a different way. Could be a therapist, could be a life coach, could be a coach, could be just a good friend. There's no real limit to who could walk alongside you during that journey. However, I do believe that it's necessary for us to to process these feelings and emotions with somebody, somebody's. Uh, I also think practices of journaling or using a tool like Pick Me Up could be very, very helpful. Uh, there are a million tools out there. Find the one that best suits you. Actually, my friend Angela creates the this thing called a life book. I didn't think to mention her, uh, but I'm actually gonna tag her 
in this so that uh, if journaling and, and keeping a, a note, an ongoing experience of your life is helpful, her product, The Lifebook, is beautiful. It's an ingenious creation. And so that came to mind, so uh, I mentioned it and I'll tag her. If you're feeling lonely, here's my encouragement to you. Dive deep into yourself. Figure out for sure and for real what things are shifting in you that have maybe pulled you away from people that you were close to. And also identify the things that are shifting in the people around you that are allowing for this new experience where, where that gap is growing. And be honest about those with yourself. I encourage you to take note of what is shifting in you and what is shifting in the people around you that has created this space of loneliness. And then I will encourage you to not fill that with an addiction particularly. Uh, in my suggestion of aloneness, uh, I recommend finding a hobby, finding things that are good for you that help you get to know yourself, finding practices and tools that help you get to know yourself. Because at the end of the day, I believe self-knowing is actually the point of being a human. Socrates, I believe is who's attributed to this, says, the unexamined life is not worth living. I don't know that I believe that to its fullest extent, but I do believe that the unexamined life is certainly a lesser experience of being a human than the examined life. And like always, I'll tell you that the examined life is fucking hard. There's a lot of hard that comes with examining and self-knowing and, and leaning into all of these things, but I do also believe life being challenging is kind of the point. And there's also a, a suggested statement that anything worth doing should be hard. Anything, anybody worth loving. Now, mind you, I don't believe that romantic relationships or friendships should be chaotic, but I do believe that getting to know yourself to a place that you can maturely and responsibly be in relationship with other people is what that statement means. Because it's hard work. And it shouldn't be hard with the other person because good communication, uh, emotional maturity, emotional intelligence, being willing to be vulnerable and mindful and thoughtful, those are all parts of the equation. But what should be hard about human relationships lives internally within you. It's the experience that you have with yourself. It's the willingness to dive headfirst into self-knowing. Brief recap. Loneliness is shitty. And and it typically happens when, when people drift apart, where there's a gap that is created and, and that gap is very confusing. And, and in the confusion, uh, we typically don't know what to do, so we hold on and white knuckle, and normally it gets worse. If you're experiencing loneliness, please be mindful of yourself. Uh, find healthy ways to have an outlet, getting to know yourself, so that you can put yourself around people who see you, understand you, connect with you, want you, choose you, because that's where the fucking magic happens in life. So, uh, I believe that self-knowing is, is really a part of our process and plan as humans. I also believe that we're created for community and companionship, uh, for intimacy, and for vulnerability, for lack of better terms. And in order to do that, we gotta know ourselves. So, I have some things going on in my personal life with family dynamics and and my heart is relatively heavy all the time. I'm, I'm a discontented soul all of the time. If there's not a problem, I want to try to find what I can fix anyway. And so 
I'm in a I'm in a bit of a place where my heart feels particularly more heavy than it does most of the time. So the tone of this episode has been slightly lower than the tone of other episodes, and that's because I'm a human going through my own shit. So if you made it this far, thank you for your patience and your grace. Uh, I'm going to do a quick 52-card pick-me-up card pull because I haven't done one today, and it feels fun. I'm going to do it more quickly than I normally do. Traditionally, I would sit and shuffle these cards for minutes. Uh, I just kind of fiddle with them until something feels right in my hand. Uh, but today, I'm going to do it a little bit differently, and I'm going to trust that process. Hope you enjoy. The shuffling part is probably going to be louder than necessary, but maybe it's fun. I don't know. All right. We're going to draw one of each. I felt it. And I saw it, and it's right. <laughs> All right, so I got a need card. Uh, here's an act card. Let's see. We'll pick that affirm card. And here's the feel card for today. All right, one of each. Affirm, need, act, and feel. Affirm, I'm attractive. Well, hot damn. Uh, something funny about this card, actually, right now. Uh, I get in these spaces where I feel just sort of overwhelmed at what physical appearance means, and so I'll typically in those moments shave my head or do something. Uh, shared on Instagram, should I shave my head again? And an alarming amount of people said, no, don't do that. So I'm trying to lean into that impulse. Uh, impulse control is a big practice of mine right now, trying to understand why the fuck I'm so impulsive. And not that it's a bad thing, but being willing to manage it. Uh, so I don't particularly, generally I think I'm not an ugly human. And the last few days I haven't quite felt that way. So this is kind and affirming from, you know, said universe. Uh, affirm, need, solitude. This is the one that I felt and I knew it. Um, what's fun about this is that that's what we're talking about next week is solitude. And it couldn't be more true. I'm processing so many different pieces of information that feels good to, to pull that card. Act, be generous. It's always, for me, it's always a good reminder when I'm in these spaces of emotional overwhelm or, or uh, just processing new, new data, new information, looking at my life in ways that are very critical most of the time, trying to figure out how to be 1% better every single day. Uh, sometimes I lose sight of being generous. At least I think that. And I don't know what being generous means. I don't know if it's a financial generosity or a time generosity or, you know, uh, a giveaway for, for pick-me-up cards. I don't really know what this means yet, but as I address it, I'll let you know. And then feel happy. Uh, I don't particularly feel happy today. Um, maybe this is an encouragement to look at the things in my life and feel some gratitude, which will bring happiness to my heart. To be slightly more lighthearted today could be the encouragement there. Uh, but with all, for all intents and purposes, I do not particularly feel happy. So I'm going to explore that one too. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Again, for those of you who listen and show up to this podcast and have most of you for a very long time, I have an enormous amount of gratitude that you continue to do so, that you continue to trust my voice and my thought process and, and how my brain observes the world um, 
from an anthropological standpoint. And thanks for joining me for uh, Draw a 52 Card Pick Me Up. I'll be back next week with Solitude, which will be the third part of the Time and Space little series that I'm doing. And then we'll move on to some other topics. And until then, my friends, uh, I want to encourage you to be mindful of yourself, to have grace on yourself. And I'm saying this so hypocritically. <laughs> uh, I generally struggle being excessively kind to myself or having grace on myself. Doesn't mean I don't know that I need it or that I'm worthy of it, but I struggle to do those things sometimes. And so uh, I'm very hypocritically telling you to be mindful of yourself, kind to yourself, gracious of yourself. And uh, I hope that in my encouragement to you that it encourages me as well. Until next time, friends, I love you very much. And I'll see you soon.